If you are a tree hugger, this episode is going to be for you. We're just going to be getting back into nature and more tree talk. Today on Kingdom Speak, welcome back with Pastor Daniel McKillop. always the discussion of whether or not we should like label these tree one tree two or come up with unique titles um it's always a struggle isn't it the title obviously worked because they're here yeah made you click they're listening (laughs) when the reality is we really don't know what's going to happen before the end of this podcast you know hopefully we'll just stay on the script but you never know yeah so, another another five star Apple podcast review. I think they're all five star reviews. Yeah, that's they have the ability to choose otherwise. They sure. don't. But they right. I'm thankful for this podcast. This one says, "I love it. The content is very encouraging and inspiring, especially for a teenager." Like me. Thank you so much. Oh. And that is from Nalani. Come on. Oh, we will say a digital amen to you. Thank oh, you. sure. Teenagers. How yeah. about That's that? That's awesome. Me and the co-host can relate to those teenagers. I'm barely out of the teenager yeah. stage. Barely out. Don't even barely listen out. to them. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say her name was? Nalani. Nalani. Don't. No. No, listen listen to the old geezer. When he was a teenager, <laughs> yeah, the world was a different place. It was. And no cell phones. Back in my day. Yeah. Kids and their technology. You know what my technology was? A pager on my hip. <laughs> Straight up, it was. Oh, man. A pager. I wore a pager, and when my dad texted me, I had 10 minutes to stop and find somewhere to call him back. They probably had phone booths, right? Pay phones. <laughs> mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. dad had a very high pitch whistle, and I could hear that clear to Grand Falls. Good, yeah. Basically. Yeah. And if yeah, I heard he that, can. I had less than 10 minutes. I'm going to say about yeah. 10 seconds to respond. Yeah, Get yeah he, has a, yeah. he has a massive ability to whistle. We're having a little PTSD session here with all of our <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to trees. tumultuous upbringing. Speaking of trees, those were, uh, they can be converted into what they, we call a switch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. True yeah. enough. Yeah. If you're uh, as in like switching directions, <sighs> yes, <laughs> you do have to switch directions. <laughs> yeah. It helped you switch yes. directions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Dad uh, helped me out there. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Look, I have to cut you off because we have like 77 yeah, pages of notes here. Yeah. Let's go. It's a few trees in and of itself, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. A forest died for this set of notes. So <laughs> let's go. Yeah. If we don't start, Lord knows when we'll finish. So we're back, and I just wanted to reintroduce us to the discussion. So if you haven't listened to last episode, I think we're calling that Triology, thanks to Bishop Lambeth. Yes. Um, if you haven't listened to that one, you probably should go back and listen. Um, we're not telling you, to no, don't listen to us, but you need to listen to that one. And then you need to listen to this one right after that. Um, we, were, we were just getting into a discussion um, around seasons and how trees aren't consumed by seasons um 
and you were talking about how um, there was this this point that you wanted to bring out about not being uh, consuming fruit off a tree too early. Yes. So trees are bigger than seasons. Yeah. They survive seasons. Grass doesn't. Flowers don't. Trees do. So is the idea that you're 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 allowing the tree to grow a while and mature before you begin to absolutely yeah absolutely because when they would go into a city and plant trees he said don't don't eat the fruit mm-hmm. and he would put a time frame around it that really would almost baffle you is it is it because the texture of the fruit's not right the taste of the fruit's not right um, my presentation with this discussion for your consideration is this that we don't need to be digesting and consuming unseasoned fruit. Hmm. So you need to know whether that tree is going to be around for a while before it is a harvestable, ingestible, fruit-bearing tree. I guess there's a lot of applications to that, right? There's a pile of applications Hmm. to that. Hmm. So that comes back to, again, us discussing last week about feeling the the pressure mm. of performing quicker mm-hmm. financial stability mm. or if you're building a church there's just there's just some aspects of ministry that you need to be seasoned yeah before you enter that dimension of ministry mm. mhm right yep um, in discussion with this, uh, with Pastor Wade Townley, he mentioned something about Genesis and how that God created light before he created the sun mm-hmm. and he created the trees before because the sun is what um, kind of sets the boundaries around the seasons. Mm-hmm. So the trees were created before the seasons. I thought that was an interesting aspect. Trees are not dictated to by seasons. Mm -hmm. You'll have seasons where you're more fruitful than others, but you'll never have seasons that are not contributing Mm -hmm. to the fruitfulness Mm -hmm. of others. And so I don't think we need to be in a hurry to get that person from an altar of repentance to a pulpit of ministry. Give them a chance (laughs) to be seasoned. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That doesn't mean it takes 25 years, but yet let them stick around a season before we start eating the fruit off of that tree. Because if they can't survive a season, then it's not worth it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You want to see if the fruit is actually worth consuming. Right. (laughs) You may get sick. Well, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Food poisoning. And it comes back to, uh, this contributes to a competitiveness that can get into the kingdom of God. A competitiveness mm-hmm. that can get into, um, can we say it? Oh. Comparing apples to apples. <laughs> and Right? Yep. Where I'm looking at you and I'm saying, uh, I've had this discussion. Someone comes in, how old are you? Go uh, ahead. Do you I have say to it. say the yes, real you number? Yes, you do. I'm say it. You're 34. Mm-hmm. I've had guys come in, man, I'm 35, I'm 39, I'm 40. I'm, and, and they've lived in the world. They've 
They've come from a rough background. And they look at someone who has come up in the church or been living for God for 20 years, and they're the same age, but they don't have the same stuff. Sure, that can be a trap. Yeah, yeah. And they feel the pressure of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. The reality is the response to that is just stick around. You're not going to get all that in one season. That's right. He has that because he came to church and he sat down and he listened to a man preach that was anointed, Isaiah said. We talked about this last last week. Exactly. That he was anointed to preach deliverance from and, and recovery of sight from being blind and mm-hmm. brokenheartedness being healed and mm-hmm. captives being set at liberty. Preaching so that you would be called a tree of righteousness. If you're a new convert listening to this, don't have yourself so under pressure to produce 25-year-old fruit mm-hmm. in your first season of walking with God. For sure. For sure. You know, there's a natural application where when you transplant fruit trees, for example, a lot of times they won't produce fruit for a few years mm-hmm. because they're putting all their energy into their roots. Very good. So... Doesn't make it any easier, though. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And so what we can't have getting in, Mm -hmm. let's segue into this week's Mm -hmm. application, is what we can't have elbowing its way into the forest is is a superimposed competitiveness where we rank certain fruit Mm -hmm. over others. Mm Mm-hmm. And so this tree feels like because it's a cedar, it's not worth as much as a coconut tree or as, right? We don't need competitiveness in the forest. Hmm. So let's talk about this a bit right now. And we got to go to Judges chapter 9. Judges 9 verse 8. The trees went forth on a time to anoint a king over them. And they said unto the olive tree, reign thou over us. But so... Here is we're, we're we're eavesdropping in mm-hmm. on a on a tree king tree mm-hmm. electing convention. Mm-hmm. Okay? And all of the trees again last week we let you know that these are all symbolisms. Okay? We know that the forest doesn't do this. Mm-hmm. But this is what Solomon when he was talking about trees he knew that there was application here. Yeah. They went to the forest and, and all of the trees got together mm-hmm. and said, we need to make an organization. We need to make a political system. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We need a king tree. If this is going to work, yeah. we have to have a king tree. And they went to the olive tree. Yeah. And they said, would you... Would you, um, would you be the king over us? Mm-hmm. But the olive tree said unto them, ah. Should I leave my fatness, wherewith by me they honor God and man, and ah. go to be promoted over the trees? Notice the terminologies here. To be promoted. To be promoted. Mm-hmm. This guy, this guy, this guy tree, <laughs> knew who he was. Mm-hmm. He's an olive tree. Okay? Mm-hmm. He was presented with the opportunity to be a king tree. Mm -hmm. And the presentation from the king tree delegation committee was that it was going to be a promotion. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We are going to promote you 
in the ranks of the forest to become the king tree. Now, because he knew who he was, he knew if I accept the promotion, I have to leave the position that I'm in. For sure. Mm -hmm. We must never allow the allure of promotion to pull us from our God-given, divinely appointed position. Mm -hmm. yeah. He knew he had to leave the fatness of producing the oil that would honor both God and men to just rule over other trees. Hmm. Here's a hard question to ask yourself now. Do you desire to bring glory to God? And do you desire to bring honor to God and man, or do you just desire to be over some trees? And the olive tree said, I think I'll take a pass. I'll take a pass because mm -hmm. there is the, the anointing needs me to be me. If, if I stop producing olives and the oil stops, then that affects everything. So when I stop being who God called me to be, to just be promoted to being over everybody else, then that affects the anointing that flows everywhere. Yep. So I'm just happy to be me. Yep. Now I want to be clear here. Promotion is not always wrong. It's no, not sure. always wrong. For sure. If promotion pulls you from that God-given position that you're supposed to be in, it is wrong. Mm -hmm. It is wrong. And So I've got to be me for the anointing to continue to flow. That's what the olive tree was saying. Mm -hmm. I've got to be me. I've got to be me. I have a position. I don't need a promotion. Mm -hmm. All right, continue to read. So they moved on. Verse 10 says, The trees said to the fig tree, Come thou and reign over us. But the fig tree said unto them, Should I forsake my sweetness and my good fruit and go to be promoted over the trees? <laughs> do, do you see how this quest for a king really has the potential to breed a competitiveness in the forest mm -hmm. that really isn't there if we're just happy that we have olive trees, fig trees. If everybody's happy to just produce in the kingdom of God where they are divinely appointed, oh, we so will big. be anointed. We will be yes. sweet. Yes. We will be happy because yep. he goes on. The fig tree wouldn't take it. What, did, what was the next tree? Then the trees said unto the vine. Come thou and reign over us. Yes. And the vine said unto them, Should I leave my wine, which cheereth God and man, and go to be promoted over the trees? Oh, <laughs> Listen, everything is within the forest that the kingdom needs it to be. The anointing is there. The sweetness is there. The fruit is there. Mm -hmm. The joy is there. And for some crazy reason, you think you need a king. And in order for you to be a king, you would have to alienate the position that God called you to be. So I'm not going to do it. It's a bad sign when you're looking for someone and you ask your top three and all three of them say no. It's a bad sign. <sighs> yeah, well said. So let's go again. Then set all the trees unto the bramble. Oh, man. Come thou and reign over us. Oh. 
And the bramble said unto the trees, If in truth ye anoint me king over you, then come and put your trust in my shadow. And if not, let fire come out of the bramble <laughs> and devour the cedars of Lebanon. Everyone, everybody wants to be ruled by someone Oof. like that. Right? At that moment, they knew they asked the wrong guy. That's exactly right. <laughs> the bramble fire. There is nothing like being led by an anointed man. Mm. But if an anointed man won't take the position, mm. and if a sweet guy won't take the position, and if a happy dude won't take the position, you you can find somebody to take that position. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, you keep asking long enough, you'll get a yes. You'll get a king. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. You'll get a king. Man. Scary. But it's going to be one who his first statement's going to be. All right, y'all. If you don't like me and you can't get behind me, then I'm just going to fire every one of you. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, fire's <laughs> going to come out and consume you. Nobody wants the bramble to rule over them. No. Mm -hmm. Nobody does. That's why he was the last guy that was asked. Hmm. We cannot allow. Now listen, there's there's organizations, and this is a this is a minefield discussion right now. So we're going to tenderly just walk through. But 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 there's there's no there is no position higher than the anointed position of a man leading a church, mm -hmm. preaching to people. Mm -hmm. To help them become right. trees of righteousness. That's right. That is the supreme calling. Mm -hmm. A pastor in a pulpit is the supreme calling. So I understand that as a church grows and it needs to become more organized and you need positions emerge, we must not allow, mm -hmm. we must not allow that competitive edge to get into the forest. 100%. Where... If we're not careful, we'll have brambles leading the youth department. We'll have brambles um, yeah. leading the music department. We'll have brambles yeah. rather than those anointed, sweet, happy people yeah. who know who they are yeah. Yeah. and are just happy that God's happy with what they're doing and happy that man is happy. Notice that the fatness gives honor from the olive tree mm -hmm. to both God and man. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He could not be any more effective as a king tree than he was an olive tree. Mm -hmm. That was what he was created to be. we got to keep that competitiveness out. Hmm. Boy, oh boy. I bet you there's a few people in our audience who could share some stories about Bramble leadership. And if your last name is Bramble, um, sounds like you're out of luck. Ay, ay, ay. We definitely want you if you're Bramble. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there, there's nothing there's nothing worse than than someone that's just a leader because he somehow got the position. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Right? Or the guy who when you ask him, he says, Yes, I was just waiting for you to ask me. What took you so long? Oh boy. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna grade out there and, and say it. You don't want me hosting this podcast. Yeah. Wow. I don't mind saying that. Yeah, you know what? And you're being honest and <laughs> For our entire audience's sake, producer Randy and I tell Pastor all the time, like, we really don't want your job. No. Yeah. We're we're quite happy just being here. Let me 
pushed these buttons. But here. okay, but yeah. this this is a very real application, though. Yeah. Okay. So you don't want my job. Yeah. And I understand that. Yeah. But I don't want yours either. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I know what you mean. Yeah. Every one of us have to be happy mm -hmm. with the position that sure. we're in, mm -hmm. and we don't need some bramble mm. staring down his long thorny nose, telling us, cracking the whip over us. Mm. When an olive tree knows that it's an olive tree, it just produces olives, right. and it's just like thrilled to do it. Remember when Elder Gary Howard did a leadership session around every man in his place? Mm -hmm. Use the illustration of a baseball team, right? You know, you can be the best first baseman available, but don't go over and try to do the pitcher's job. Just stay on first base, and right? For the team to win. So coming back to this setup here that we have with Kingdom Speak. Yeah. It's fine. We can have content, but if we yeah. can't get it out, you still wouldn't be hearing it. So the fact that... You're sitting empty in a room with right. any gear, yeah. Right. So the fact that you're over there saying, I understand my position. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll hit this button. I'll do this recording. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll redo the mix. Mm -hmm. Is just as mm -hmm. pivotal to, to, the, to the production mm -hmm. of fruit from this... Forest, if you will, mm -hmm. as 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 me being here, yeah, I know me sitting in this chair just talking about trees would never get to the ears of the listeners mm. without you pushing a button and you doing some stuff and mm. you, yeah, yeah. So if you're if you're attending a small church, you know, somewhere on the west coast of the USA or wherever you are, it, I can see how it's easy because we go through the same things here in our worlds where. You just get to thinking that, well, you know, man, it would be cool to be that guy or it would be cool to have that position. Right. And you're overlooking the own stuff that you could produce. Right. 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 It's easy. It's a, it's a human nature thing, I suppose. And you can be intimidated by what everybody else is producing to say, if I can't do that, I'm not going to produce anything. Then you can't produce anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And that affects the overall apostolic forest, yep. if you will. Oh, man. Because you think, you in your own mind, you've said, what I'm doing does not equate to what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And at that moment that you're feeling that way, you are ripe for the picking mm -hmm. when the committee comes and looks for a king. And you go, ah, here's my chance at a position. Mm -hmm. The well, bramble did not respond with, I'm not interested in the position because this is what I'm producing. He wasn't producing anything. Uh -huh. So he needed a position. The olive tree was producing stuff, so he's like, I, I don't need that. And the fig tree was producing, and the vine tree was producing. Mm. Mr. Bramble was doing zero, mm. so he needed a position. So you don't need to feel like, in your own mind, because I'm not preaching to 5,000, because I'm not pastoring 500, mm -hmm. I'm not going to pastor the 50. Yeah. Right. I suppose just hearing you say that made me think that, you know, we should not forget that pastors have the same struggles. Sure they do. Right? As sure they do. As saints, as as musicians, if you're if you're in the business world and you can even be at the top of your business, but you're always struggling with, man, I wish I was bigger. Yes. <laughs> okay. Paul himself fought with this guys. He said, at the end, mm -hmm. I have I'm ready to be offered. Mm -hmm. My time of departure is at hand. 
Notice when you get to the end, it's all about you. It's never about anybody else. (laughs) So now I am ready to be offered up. My departure is at hand. I have finished not the course, my course. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. It's, it's It's the course that I've run. This is not a competitive sport. This is not about finishing first. It's about finishing well. Mm-hmm. And you can never confuse those two. Mm-hmm. I want to finish well. So we got to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. We got to preach about this stuff because there's something about preaching that brings those tree qualities out of you. And, and, it, and it helps. It helps. The, the seemingly most insignificant amongst us realize I have potential to make a difference. I can contribute to what this forest is doing. Hmm. So preaching pulls the tree out of you. It, it, it identifies that element in you, and the word comes to you in a seed form, and you you bury it in the soil of your soul and it begins to germinate and over time you put roots down. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the Psalms 1 um, exactly. application mm-hmm. and and there is there's something that if you're not careful you, you kind of zoom over it. He shall be like a tree that is planted mm-hmm. planted by the rivers of water. Okay? There is, there is something significant to that. If you go to a nursery and you want to buy a tree right now, yeah. you're going to find that tree wrapped in canvas or it's in a pot. Yes, very true. Yep. Okay. Not planted. That's not a planted tree. That's mm-hmm. a potted tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it will never reach its maximum potential until it's planted. It will become, the roots will become inbound and it the, the, the potential for growth is stunted mm-hmm. because you're potted and not planted. That there, the, Before you came to God, that's what you were. That was the curse of sin that was put on Cain. Sin lies at the door. You're going to be a vagabond, transient, wandering, mm-hmm. never settled down, always looking over your shoulder, always wondering who's coming, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I'm afraid to put my roots down too deep because I might have to uproot Mm-hmm. And move on down the road. You when know, it's the, worth interrupting you. Just it's not it. It's a different culture for us here because there are not a lot of. Um, I was just thinking about how this applies in different areas of our lives. There are not a lot of churches around where we live, right? I remember traveling to the states with you, and having the understanding that there are apostolic churches, you know, fifteen twenty minutes from each other. Sure. So I suppose that's an entire, when you start talking about planted, yeah, that's an entire application as well. It is. Find a spot, yeah. and the reality is, okay, here's the deal. A planted tree mm-hmm. is not even the same as a tree that arbitrarily grows in the forest. Right. Okay? Right. There's Those trees that are out in the front of this church are specific trees, mm-hmm. and they are yeah. in specific places put there because we planted them there. Okay, and when God put you in the church, 
and God put you under your pastor, he planted you there. And if you want to become the Psalms one man, mm-hmm. that whatsoever he does prospers and he is a blessed individual, then you got to stick around. Mm. You can't allow every season that comes into your life to become an excuse to be uprooted and transplanted. You you got to stay. You got to and and I know that there's justification and there's reasons that 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 everybody has to make decisions. I'm not saying that they're always wrong. All I'm telling you is that you'll never hit the maximum of your fruitfulness until you stick around long enough that your roots can go deep. Very good. And Very you good. can the, the maturity comes. There's something about being planted. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. We read a, the opposite of this in the book of Mark chapter 8. Mm-hmm. So in Psalms 1, we have planted trees. Yep. But what do we have in Mark chapter 8? And he cometh to Beth- Bethsaida. And they bring him a blind man unto him and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, oh, he yeah. asked him if he saw aught. Yes. And he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. I see men as, as trees what? <laughs> walking. Walking. Mm-hmm. Walking. Trees are supposed to be planted. Ah, yes. Trees are not supposed to be transient, mobile Mm -hmm. elements. They are to be rooted, Mm -hmm. okay? And so I know that we talk about this, and rightfully so, about the fact that there is significant importance to Jesus touching the man again Mm -hmm. and his eyes being opened again. But... I want, to, I want to cast a little different perspective on this. Mm-hmm. Could this be more of a spiritual perception of the condition of the men in that town? He comes to this town. This can't be lost on us. And he leads the blind man out of Bethsaida. Bethsaida had experienced some of the most supernatural, powerful, miraculous acts of God that could be imagined. But there was something about Bethsaida that had changed. And they were now in and under a judgment that was pending, an an arriving judgment that was pending from God. Mm -hmm. And he looks at that blind man and says, I can't heal you here. Not where judgment is fixing to be poured out. point. That's right. So I'm going to ask you to come out of this village, mm-hmm. and I am going to heal you because I don't want to allow the judgment that's pending on that village to keep you blind. Hmm. So I'm going to bring you out of that environment so that you can get what you need. And he heals him, touches him, spits in the dirt, puts the dirt in his eyes, and, and then says, hey. How you doing? <laughs> what you seeing? And he looks back at what God had brought him out. Listen, the mir- the miracle started happening yeah. long before he yeah. spit on the ground, long before he touched his eyes. The miracle started happening when he was pulling the man 
out of a city that was going to be judged. And the man looks back after God touches him and says, wow, I see all of that that culture that I was a part of is a transient culture. It's not rooted. It's their trees, but they're just moving. And, and, and I see you're bringing me out of this. You want me to be blessed, but if I'm going to be blessed, I got to be planted. Mm-hmm. I can't be a wandering, walking tree. And God gave him specifics. Touched him again. And then said, now don't go back into that. Stay out of that village because you're not supposed to be, trees are not supposed to be walking. Trees are supposed to be planted. Wow. How many times did that happen? So good. Do we see that happen? Yeah. When folks come to God? Absolutely right. I was just going to say that. Yeah, you know it. It happens all the time. They come to God and God touches them once and they start looking over their shoulder going, Wow, that was a whacked up world I was a part of. Yeah. Yep. I don't want to go back to that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it takes numerous touches, but it's also it's also that stark revelation of I need to be planted. For sure. When you live in a world where everything is moving, yes. That seems to be an it's anomaly. The normal. That's yes. the normal. It's just the normal. Yep. Trees are always moving. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know we've said this already, but just go to church. Yeah. And stay there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, you're going to get the Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. You're going to be born again. It's going to be one of the most incredible experiences of your life. Mm-hmm. And then look out. Hell's got a dump truck load of stuff to throw your way. For sure. Yeah. It happens to everybody. But at that moment, refuse to be uprooted. That's right. Understand that nothing comes to stay. It always comes to pass. And, and, and stick it out. Mm. And this is all because we're just talking about trees. Let your roots down. Take your shoes off and put some roots on. What if roots sold boots? Oh, what if roots sold boots? That'd be a bad problem. We could call them like brutes. Brutes. (laughs) Oh, my. Uh, these, these brutes are not made for walking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. There's nothing more impactful than a tree that understands its purpose and is not out for a promotion and is not out to outrace anybody else. Mm. It's just there to be where God planted it and to produce what God put inside of it. So you can you can read there's fascinating scriptures and accounts of this throughout the word of God. Zacchaeus. Yeah, significant <laughs> trees in the Bible. Yes. Right? I'm sure yes. that's what everybody thought we were going to talk about. Yes. Right? Yeah. So we got it we got to yeah. we got to pacify it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. His stature was not one mm-hmm. that would give him the the leverage to be able to see Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so to rise above the throng, what did he do? Well, Luke 19, verse number 2 says, And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, 
which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich, and he sought to see Jesus, who he was. And he could not for the press, because he was of little stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. Mm. For he was to pass that way. Climbed up into a tree. Yeah, thank God there was a tree there. There was something about that tree mm-hmm. that gave him the vantage point mm-hmm. to see Jesus. If we had people that were less worried about positions and more, okay, listen, less worried. How about this? Less worried about promotions mm-hmm. and more involved in elevating people <laughs> so that they could see Jesus. Oh, listen to this. <laughs> I don't want to be over people. I want to help people up. Boy. That was the role of the tree. When we have apostolic churches that are full of trees, Mm -hmm. we have got an advantage. We are evangelistic revival tools. When you become a tree, I want to be something that people can climb in and get a better vantage point Mm -hmm. of who Jesus really is. Can someone see Jesus from you? Yeah. It's amazing to see when when new new converts come into a church, you can see the trees of a church help them people out. Yes. Right? They're the people who just silently help people out. Yes. Help them get in contact with Jesus. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So this has everything to do with with, with evangelism. Mm-hmm. You know, we've kind of migrated from personal respond, uh, 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 application mm-hmm. to how if you'll stay in your position, you can help others. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about another one as it relates to spiritual warfare. Second Samuel 18, verse 6. Is that where we're going to go? Yes. So the people went out into the field against Israel. And the battle was in the wood of Ephraim. It was in the... In the wood. In the wood. Where the people of Israel were slain before the servants of David, and there was a great slaughter that day of 20,000 men. Wow. For the battle was there scattered over the face of all the country. And the wood devoured more people that day than the sword devoured. The wood Hmm. devoured more people than the sword devoured. Wow. That's a statement. Yes, it is. Hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. If we we, we 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 don't need, this has always been fascinating to me when Jesus said, anybody got a sword here? Yeah, we got two. That's enough. Yeah, we don't need any more. We don't need any more. That's good. That's plenty. Enough. Yep, that's good. <laughs> we don't need any, any more swords in the church. If you have a church that is comprised of trees, a church that is a forest, not some botanical garden, but it's a forest. The stability and the spiritual maturity of that church, mm-hmm. they understand submission. They understand authority. They understand positions. And when an Absalom that is driven by ambition mm-hmm. and personal uh, uh, pursuits mm-hmm and wants to undermine the authority of the day and undermine the positions of the day and elevate himself up, guess what? Look out. Look out. Mm-hmm. If you're fighting in the trees, mm-hmm. the trees are going to win. Yep. The churches that have that stability are going to win. Mm-hmm. This is not a pansy, <laughs> a 
affair. This is, there is brawn and muscle in the forest, and the forest consumed more than the sword. There is trees in their rightful position. Yeah, exactly. In their rightful position are, are sometimes worth more than a man with a sword. Hmm. Just a bunch of trees. Absalom, what does he do in verse 9? So Absalom met the servants of David, and Absalom rode upon a mule, and the mule went under the thick boughs of a great oak, and his head caught hold of the oak, and he was taken up between the heaven and the earth, and the mule that was under him went away. (laughs) That's not cool. When you get an Absalom that starts going through, trying to divide the body of Christ, Hmm. trying to usurp the authority that's there, there is nothing like, you almost get a, a mental image like that tree just reached down when it seen him coming yeah. and just whoop, grabbed him by the hair of the head, pulled him off that mule. Trees hmm. can squash an insurrection in a church. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll just let the pastor deal with it. I'll just, no, no. Hmm. No, trees have their role in this. They say, nah. I'm not going to let Absalom off with this. There's a fascinating story in 2 Samuel chapter 5. Yeah, verse 23. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be, when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. There's nothing like the indicator, that sound that comes from mature saints of God in a church that have been planted, rooted, productive, Mm. and the wind of the Spirit begins blowing through the top of those trees. You can sense victory coming long before you can see it. There's an element that trees add to a church that cannot be compared to anything else. More important than you think. More important than you think. Hmm. There is there is a story in Daniel chapter 4 that um, I want us to talk about as we're, as we're winding down. It's it's a story about a man by the name of Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. And he had these visions in his head. And what was the vision that he had? There were visions of mine. I saw and behold a tree in the midst of the earth, mm. and the height thereof was great. And the tree grew and was strong, and the height thereof reached unto heaven, and the sight thereof to the end of all the earth. That's a big tree. Yep. The leaves thereof were fair, and the fruit thereof much. And in it was meat for all. The beasts of the field had shadow under it. The fowls of the heaven dwelt in the boughs thereof, and all flesh was fed of it. I saw in the visions of my head upon my bed, and behold, a watcher and an holy one come down from heaven. Mm. He cried aloud and said... Unto me thus, hew down the tree and cut off his branches, shake off his leaves and scatter his fruit. 
Let the beasts get away from under it, and the fowls from his branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump of his roots in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass in the tender grass of the field. And let it be wet with the dew of the heaven, and let its portion be with the beasts in the grass of the earth. Let its portion be with the beast. Now, he goes on and gets the interpretation from Daniel of what this is. Mm -hmm. Okay? And Daniel tells him, don't be proud. Mm -hmm. Don't be lifted up. Don't, just because you have a tree that is impacting and affecting the entirety of the world. Mm -hmm. Don't let that get you so elevated in your mind that you think Mm -hmm. that you built this and you think that it's all about you and your ability to lead Mm -hmm. and your kingship. No, no, it's it's about a God in heaven. Mm. And man, Nebuchadnezzar, done exactly the opposite of what Daniel told him to do. Steps out, looks out over the the kingdom and begins to say, man, look, this is what, look what my hands have done. Look, I can see God going, really, really? I just told you. I gave you a heads up. A tree can never grow so high that God won't cut it down. Influence cannot be so broad that it cannot be brought down. We got to watch pride. Mm -hmm. Pride would make an olive tree want to be a king tree. Mm. We got to watch that. And Nebuchadnezzar failed that test. And verse 23 says, the king saw a watcher mm-hmm. and a holy one come down from heaven and hew the tree down and destroy it. But here's hope. Mm-hmm. Yet leave the stump hmm. of the roots in the earth, even with the band of iron, okay? And let it be wet with the dew of heaven. Hmm. This is mercy on display right here. So cut it down, down, but leave the stump Mm. and let the dew. Don't again, don't don't miss any of this. All of these things contribute Mm. to the to 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 the discussion about is there is there any hope for this individual or have they gone too far? Sure, yeah. Exactly. Can God bring them back Mm. is there any hope for them and he said yeah leave the stump i'm going to destroy the tree but i'm going to leave the stump and i'm going to let the dew of heaven set down on that stump and it will take seven seasons to pass seven rotations of the seasons pass before understanding returns to Nebuchadnezzar. One of the most fascinating stories of restoration. When I've been asked, has a backslider gone too far? Has a reprobate gone too far? 
rest assured, you can go too far. But boy, I don't know where that line is. Because Job said this in chapter 14 and verse 7. Mm-hmm. For there is, a, there is hope of a tree, if it be cut down, that it will sprout again, <laughs> that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Ah. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, yes. and the stalk thereof die in the ground, yes. yet through the scent of water. Yet at the see. scent of water. Yeah, it will bud. Right. It'll bud. Yeah, it'll bud. Boughs like a plant. It wow. doesn't matter how old the root is in the ground, at the scent of water. Do you realize how merciful God was being to Nebuchadnezzar to leave the stump mm-hmm. and let the dew of heaven settle down over that stump in his proud, arrogant, beast-like tendencies. Wow. Something was beginning to work long before the, the seventh year. We know that somewhere at year seven, God reached over and flipped the switch, and his understanding and reason returned unto him. Yep. I'm telling you, in 2022, mm-hmm. that if you've got a prodigal that's walked away that's from right. God— and they were ever a tree, hear me right now, if the dew of heaven will settle on that stump, if they ever were a tree, it's not hopeless. It's not hopeless. So that is why every youth leader, every pastor, every parent needs to invest in their children. Why do I need to invest in them? Because you want them to be trees. If they get arrogant and they have to be hewn down, you want them to have the hope of restoration. Mm-hmm. Don't let them grow up so fickle that they are grass and every season burns them out because the dew of heaven has nothing to activate. But if they were ever a tree, there is hope that at the scent of water, they will once again return. Return. 